And it's time for the two half squads. Episode 104 already. Uh, and it's still Columbus Day. Yes, it is. We're doing two <laughs> shows at once. And we have not been drinking. No, we haven't. That's why it's too it's early little, in the day. We're doing the yeah. afternoon shift today. Yes. Right. It's and the we afternoon know shift. In honor of Columbus, who didn't drink, wasn't a drinker. He was a slave trader, but he didn't drink. So, <laughs> you know, everybody it balances out. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to another great episode, and thanks for joining us once again. 104 on our way. We have 96 more episodes. We're already planning for 200. Not very. We're not spending a lot of time planning for it, but <laughs> but enough. A little bit every now and then. Hey, right, I had, Dave. I had tomato plants this year. Uh, in your garden? Yeah. Well, if you want to call it a garden. Yeah. And did they grow? They actually did this year. Dave Timonen always has nice tomato plants, and we were jealous because last jars did nothing. Nothing yes. came up with these little little cherries, and they were supposed to be big. And if you pick them off, and you can put them over on the counter, and wait. A long time. They actually still ripen. Did you know that? The little green t- tomatoes. No, were, I didn't They know did that. ripen. No. It was kind of bizarre. That's not true. I can't believe it. No, it is true. Liar! It is absolutely true. So you coveted Dave's tomato plants. And this year we did the fertilized soil, mm-hmm. fertilized weekly, and watered the heck out of them. Okay. Just like a real farmer. Yep. Great salsa. Yeah. You remember my salsa. Yes, I do. The too garlicky salsa. Yeah. <laughs> Never too, not too garlicky for me. <laughs> I love so, garlic. I can eat it raw. But just now it's a clove of garlic. It's like the fall time. Yeah. So did you get a lot of tomatoes? I mean, usually with tomato plants, typically whenever we've had them, it's like suddenly there's a, it's like something from uh, um, a Disney movie, The uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, you know, where suddenly it's like, you know, first it's just a couple tomatoes, a couple tomatoes, and it's like, Tomatoes, tomatoes, tomatoes. We don't know what to do with them all. There are the cumuli. Yeah, they just—it's like a horn of plenty. How many plants did you have? A hundred. No, we only we had a we had four or five, but man, it was just cranking out tomatoes. This was a few years ago. Finally, we gave up. It was too stressful. We couldn't haul them away fast enough. Did you not have any this year? Then are you? No, we haven't. We haven't done any. We haven't done any vegetables for the last couple of years. Next year, though. We're always doing them next year. We're planning next year. You know, we'll watch a little bit of HGTV and everything's beautiful and clean and and nice. And so that's when we get the inspiration to do so. Yeah, yeah from, yes, watching. That's why you shouldn't watch those shows. They make yeah, you you're do right. a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, you're right. They make you do a lot of work when yeah. you watch those shows. Makes me uh, get all inspired yes. to garden. Think what happened to Martha Stewart? Get the uh, get the feel of the dirt in your fingers and the sun on your back. It's a beautiful thing. Is becoming ma- one with nature. It's a tomato. Well, it's just one tomato. Oh, no biggie. How'd it get here on the table? <laughs> Probably popped out of your pocket. Yeah. So what happened to Martha Stewart? I don't. No, she's she was a carding lady. She's yes, she's playing ASL now. I think most of her time <laughs> in prison. Yeah, no, she's out of prison. She's out of prison yeah. now. Yeah, I think she she was doing a show for a little while, but I think she got tired. You know, she's seventy five or what? something, and she's worth a billion dollars. Would you keep working? 
Well, I'm going to stop working as soon maybe. as I hit 500 million. <laughs> In the bank? I'm not going to wait, you know. Wait, look. Suddenly there's more tomatoes more here. More tomatoes. My God, what? they're... Quick, get get them up in a bucket, oh, Jeff. Yeah, let me get a bucket. All right, get those tomatoes out of there. All right. All righty. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dave, for cueing the music. Well... I can, and I can just hear right now all over the country people turning off their MP3 players. Oh, <laughs> uh, not another one of those stinking ASL podcasts. It's a good song, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's a great song. Very, very catchy. Is it still playing? No. No. Okay. No, now I'm looking up another song on my, okay. on my computer. Do you drag. know what kind of song it's going to be? No. Would you like no. to hear it? Yes. Oh. I still don't know what kind of song it's it is. It's your keyboard <laughs> clicking. All right, time for letters. Yes, it is. Had uh, happy to have them. I have one from Mark Bloom. He had sent the Alpenfestung uh, after action report from the Alpenfestung number six. If you look at the site, they play up in uh, like Zurich, Switzerland. Beautiful, beautiful scenery, terrain. He's got yeah. great photos up there of some ASL going on. So I'll uh, link up the after action report from Alpenfestung six. And I have a letter here from Anonymous, actually, Anonymous posted on our website. This is a long one, so settle in and sure. just take a lesson. I ain't got okay, nothing else to do. Go. Yeah, let's go. Thanks for all the fish. <laughs> and do you have a letter there? You have another letter there? Well, I, I started that. What did he, what was, I, I don't get it. What, well, I, I think this something? is a quote from Douglas Adams, um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh. Or one of the subsequent books. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's, where it's like the dolphins are keep telling the humans, thanks for all the fish. Oh, okay. And then they, I, I don't know, I think they leave the planet and the earth yeah. blows up or something. So it's I really, never did read those so books. I think, so really, that is a, I, I read the first one. Yeah, I couldn't, I've tried twice and I've tried to watch the movie twice, can't get through it. And you're it. a sci-fi guy. I'm a sci-fi guy and, and I like funny and, stuff. And you like bad humor. Yeah. Normally. But I cannot get through those books. Huh. It's weird. Yeah. I think I'm too highbrow. <laughs> You know, I'm just too... It's a curse. I'm just too intelligent. Well, yes. indeed. Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, but so I know what the reference is here, but do you know exactly what he's referring to? I think to 100 episodes. I think he's okay. saying thanks for 100 episodes. For the okay, well, that's nice. And from Dan Dolan, a frequent commentator on this program, yeah. or commenter, or comment. <laughs> guys, during episode 100, you had guys who mentioned... A picture from the Citadel in Dinant and how there was a big World War One battle there, but the Germans blew through there in World War Two. Uh, I don't remember that, but not true. Dinant was the scene of Rommel's Seventh Panzer Division crossing the Meuse against some very stiff French resistance. Enclosed is a portion of the map showing the Citadel and the bridge of my Dinant H A S L module. Oh, look at this. The map was done by Nadir Alfara and his two 22 by 34 uh, inch sheets of the best looking ASL maps to date. Uh, 
It's been shown to MMP, and it might beat out the nuclear reindeer-powered polkas of Hakapale. The Finns also get as many umlauts as they want due to the fact that nobody, not even a Finn, can spell a word of Finnish without utilizing at least two of them. Russian troops will automatically break when confronted by umlauts carved into a tree in Finland. Wow. Umlauts are the two dots dots over vowels. Oh, oh, that's what umlauts are. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of them. <laughs> Keep churning out the two, 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 two half squads, or ASLs will start to make pilgrimages to your basement studio. And you are aware of the type of people who would appear then, right? And so. Everybody except for Mark Pitt Cabbage. <laughs> who does not still acknowledge still, we no. exist. Nope. Yeah, look at this. He's got a Denant map. Is he working on a game? He said he showed it to MMP. He's serious. He's serious here. I guess we won't publish this map. We don't have permission to do that. But he's got a big cliff overlooking uh, the river with uh, uh, a big castle up there. And some, yeah, streets. And there's gray things in the water. Is that, what is that, an underwater bridge or rock formations? I don't know. But a nice-looking map. Very professionally done, sir. Look, hope hope MMP manages to put that into. Uh, oh, this map. again? Do you have that pulled up now? Yeah, yeah. This is the uh, ASL Club Med from episode one hundred, isn't it? Oh, or, did you put that in in the slideshow? The slideshow? I think so. <laughs> isn't this it? It, it looks very. Been. It looks very familiar. Well, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, it's a nice-looking map. Yeah, those uh, stone things, I don't know, like um, bombed-out bridge. It's a yeah. bombed-out bridge. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. All right. That's cool. Do you have something? Oh, and you know what I found the other day? I don't know. I just wanted to tell you this mm-hmm. uh, off the air. Okay, so we'll turn off the sound. Okay, so what I found, it's not a big deal, but it's a map uh, for the end of the Tarawa Island, as you know, if you if you buy Blood Reef Tarawa, it includes the map, but it doesn't include the entire island. They cut off the tip oh, of the island, right. the tail of the bird. Yeah, just to the right of the um, airstrip. Right? Yes, mm-hmm. and so uh, somebody has done a map for that. You can download it. It's oh. a high high resolution. It's a five megabyte file. Download it, print it out, and then there are rules that modify the Tarawa game, the Tarawa campaign, to include the the tip. Oh, and so you I just thought at? we should, um, you know, I just happened to be looking for something on Game Squad, and somebody was talking about it and included the download. So I've downloaded. I'll send it to you along with the rules that go along with it. Okay, because thanks. you should have, like everybody should have, absolutely everything related to Squad Leader at some point. That is true. Yeah, <laughs> we can't help it. We try to do good, but I have a letter here from um, so ASL Bunker. Yeah. Which is, of course, uh, announcing the arrival of the next um, into the bunk. Wait, what was uh, the name? Dispatches of the? from the dispatches bunker. Dispatches from the yeah. bunker. Thank Number thirty-seven you. is now out and available. Yeah, just for your edification, everybody. So that's Vic Provost and Company, Tom Morin, Vic Provost, uh, Joe uh, Gojinski. In that, it's twelve pages. Yes, and we interviewed. Them. And I'm just now. Opening it up and looking at it, 
Oh, there's some nice looking scenarios in here. Yeah, mostly scenarios. Yes. And then uh, some letters. Looks like some letters, which which everybody likes, and other good stuff. Even an advertisement from Battle School and their dice. So, yes. So we'll put a link to that. Yeah, and I believe Battle School. Speaking of Battle School, has out the um, Japanese dice too. Or oh, they, they ran do. Out. Maybe oh. they're reordering. I think, but yeah. So okay, that was my imi- Japanese imitation. Wasn't that impressive? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, then very much. So. That's horrible. We can cut that out. Yeah. And if you <laughs> and if you're Japanese and you're offended by that, it's you shouldn't be. Okay, uh, let's see. Got one here from Thomas Edsel. Oh, I don't. I don't believe he has checked in before with us. I think he's no. I think he's new with us. The links on your site for the two newbie podcasts lead to error pages, at least for me. Oh, and I can't find them on iTunes. Can you help? Well, I checked them and they're fine. So, and I think he checked back with us and said, "Oh yes, I do have them now." Okay. So, and from he's all taken care of. Corey Todaro. Hi guys, I'm a longtime listener of the podcast. You've given me hours of enjoyment. The key ingredient is banter. Anyway, I'm a ten year vet of ASL. I rarely go far from the hobby, but there are dry periods. Anyway, I'm coming back from a few months off and was lurking around Game Squad forums, and I saw that in August of 2012, you posted the Opponents Wanted forum looking for ASL players near Clarksville, Tennessee. As I am in Nashville and know all the local middle, te- middle Tennessee ASLers, I wondered if you found if you ever found this guy a contact. I know I'm late to the call, but if you still have the intrepid ASLer to be, please feel free to pass on my email to him. Unfortunately, I don't know any ASLers in Clarksville, but there are at least four of us in Nashville, and even a tournament every May, albeit a small tournament. And he'd be happy to help him get connected. Uh, And I could not find who that was from Tennessee. I can tell you who it is. Who is that? It's Eddie Colson. It's Eddie? Eddie, who comes and and sits in on our Hangouts. Eddie is our uh, Eddie and Mark Humphreys regularly attend our hangouts, and yet Eddie does not play ASL. Well, and on our hundredth episode, he he made it very clear that he doesn't want to play ASL. <laughs> he thinks it's ugly, and he thinks it's uh, even not having played it thinks it's ridiculous. But I thought he said if he had someone to teach him, he might be able to do that. Then plus money. He wanted money. To be able to buy the games? He, no, he wanted somebody to pay him to play. No, I, I, I don't <laughs> no, know. I don't remember not. exactly. But Well, I don't know. Did he say he would play? I thought he was sort of indicating, I'll have to go back and listen I to I thought him. he did, but there's, yeah. There's somebody else that, that is a friend of ours that participates in this podcast who said, how come that Eddie guy keeps showing up? He's like... It's like he doesn't want to play. He talks he, bad about he talks bad about the game. Why why does he keep showing up to these hangouts? And I said, well, they're open hangouts, and you know we like to hear from all sides of the discussion. Yeah, and he ASL. did make good points about the artwork and so on. I think yeah, I, the early artwork was a little you know, you know Perry did address that too. Um, yeah, the but, new stuff is very nice. Okay, so so anyway, Eddie, if you contact us, we'll get you in touch with Corey, and we'll try we, and get you actually learning the game. Yes. All right. I think we've got Eddie's uh, address somewhere. We'll have to look for that. That was Corey. Okay, Eric wrote us. Hi, guys. Uh, was talking to the game shop owner in Downers Grove. Josh, he told me that you may have a line on players out this way. I want to get back into this. Any help? That's Eric from Romeoville, Illinois. And did you write him them and invite him to Passel or add him to your list? 
Um, Eric Ortega? No. Okay. Do so I need to do that? Maybe. Yes, yeah, I, mean, I might do. might be willing to drive up from Romeoville. I mean, that's a bit of a haul, but... Oh, yes. Oh! Listen to the little birds, Jeff. I hear birds. It's springtime. And I hear buzzing. Oh, oh take go. this cop. You want to pause us? Oh, yes. You're lost. You're lost you're in what? the corn maze. We're in the corn maze, wandering. We've been wandering for three hours, and we can't get out. Oh, okay, honey. I'll I'll, I'll be right there. Well, that was interesting. Laura lost in a corn maze. Yes. Okay. I don't know. I thought she was calling to to tell you what a great job you're doing on this podcast. But no. But no. All right. Well, anyway, Eric, uh, we will get you in touch with other players around the southwest suburbs of Chicago. Have another. This is a posting from the website. Anonymous. Howdy. Quick question that's entirely off topic. Do you know how to make your site mobile friendly? What? I thought maybe you could talk about that. My website looks weird when browsing from my iPhone 4. I'm trying to find a theme or plugin that might be able to fix this issue. I, I don't know. This feels like it's like he wants some, like he's fishing for something. Oh, you think so? I thought yeah. he was just. Our like, website is already mobile. Oh, okay. Friendly. I, I haven't checked it out on a device. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he's talking about. And he didn't leave his name, so you know. Oh, but he oh. did. He did give us his email address. No, he didn't. Well. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for for letting me just babble on about that. Well, I, I thought like, we could maybe mention that and if yeah. other listeners, you know. Yeah. I have one from Thomas Edsall. Gentlemen, a newcomer to ASL. I've been enjoying your show, including the digging into the archives. appreciate the humor that runs throughout the show, and especially the way you don't take the game over seriously. Oh, that's true. And P.S., here's a vote for more box art reviews. Well, guess what, Thomas? In just a few moments, we are going to have a guest box art review presented for your entertainment. Never before attempted by this show. Written by Dennis Donovan and and presented by Jeff Hallett. Um, It'll be beautiful. Yep. And speaking of Dennis Donovan, here it is. Yeah, we'll read that one last. So I'll jump over to Eric Ortega. Oh, we did, Eric Ortega. So we we are, looks like we are ready then, Jeff. Okay. Oh, shoot. What was it called? Hayden. (laughs) Hayden. Oh. And it's time, once again, for Box Art Review. Written by Dennis Donovan. Concept originally by David Kleinschmidt. Read for us today by Jeffrey Hallett. Thank you, Dave. Box Art Review by Dennis Donovan. This is about Journal 9, Marines in the Jungle. An art piece by Ken Smith. Journal 9's cover shows three early war PTO Marines cautiously advancing through the jungle. Arranged in a triangle, the soldier in the background is about to step off an embankment into the creek behind his two comrades. The soldier in the foreground is biting his lip while holding his bolt-action Springfield at the ready. The third soldier, squad leader, 
is in a camouflage smock and holding up a Tommy gun. On the surface, this depiction is supposed to correspond to the Suicide Creek campaign contained within the journal. However, the painting represents modern man doing a primitive thing, waging war, with primitive weapons, the rifle of the marine representing the spear of the caveman, thus emphasizing that mankind, like war, never changes. At one's first glance of the painting, the observer sees messages that are threefold. One, trite, yet nouveau. Two, plain, yet ostentatious. Three, shallow, yet deep. Just like the stream rules. The reviewer's first impression is that the green Marines in Jungle painting is a nod to and is mirrored in to Journal 7's brown Russians in Trenches. The obvious impression is that these are both depictions of Hell Hades Underworld. The Jungle Stream represents the River Styx, while the Trenches represent a gate to Hell. An obvious reference to Dante's Inferno. The only thing missing is the Abandon All Hope Ye who enter here, sign. I didn't get that out of the work. I'm so dumb. Well, Dave, you're new. Dennis obviously is a seasoned art professional. He is showing his abilities here. Continuing the theme here, Mr. Smith depicts three circa early 1940s U.S. Marines cautiously advancing through the dense jungle terrain into a murky stream. Note that the painting is 95% green. Mr. Smith still uses the color triangle, a basic building block of art, with the flesh tones of the soldiers' faces. Thus, he binds them together in their struggle. The stream represents the superego and is also showing Mr. Smith's representation of the modern man's emotional state, the calm surface showing tranquility, while the unclear and murky color masking exactly which emotion. I don't know, is that a sentence? I think it is. Kind of. Okay. (laughs) Not the way I read it. In addition, it's masking unseen terrors in the depths therein. It's true. Now I see it all. Yes, note the excessive use of green. The color green, of course, normally symbolizes life, growth, health, and the season of spring. However, the green depicted in Mr. Smith's jungle painting clearly reflects the opposite. Disease, rot, decay, and death in particular. Decay and corruption not only of the mind and the body, but also of mores and the soul of mankind. The descent into madness, being the most obvious theme, is mirroring the message of Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Not only as obvious as, not nearly as obvious is the message of "Don't mess with Mother Nature" in layman's terms. It refers almost obtusely to Melville's Moby Dick and Shelley's Frankenstein. Oh, I read those. Again, <laughs> again the painting and the painter is illustrating a point with trifold examples. While the subjects of triptychs, triumvirates, trifolds, and color triangles and trinity themes, there are three dog faces depicted in this antediluvian vision of Hades. I I don't see any dogs in the painting. I don't see the antediluvian vision. (laughs) The casual antediluvian, of course, means before the whale. No, I'm sorry, before the flood. 
yes. Before the I flood. Think, yeah. Yes, antediluvian. Referring to the flood of... Yes. The Moses flood. No, the, no, uh, it's Noah, Noah flood of Genesis. The casual observer is at first reminded of Hermionis Bosch's bizarre medieval paintings that appear literally on triptychs, depicting yeah. symbolic biblical messages and warnings against, for example, the seven deadly sins. The observer's attention moved quickly off on a tangent, only to be snapped back into focus by the symbolism of the three Marines in their environment. 1. The Marine in the background is clearly reminiscent of Munchen's The Munch's The Scream. Oh, yes. Munch. Munch. Munch, I think. Yeah. Uh, It's Munch. (laughs) Munch a bunch of Fritos. Yes. The figure's face is vague and difficult to make out, ambiguity being de rigueur for modern art, of course. While neither avant-garde nor original, the clever use of this archetype is very apropos. Yes. As in the scream, we are poignantly reminded of thinly veiled loss of san and life. Yes, it's true. And the degradation of civilization and the horrors of war. Two, the Marine with the Thompson SMG in the middle ground, who is wading in the river, is symbolic on almost every level, figuratively and literally being cut off at the knees, oh. dying too young, entering the river sticks, etc. Wow, I can see that. The amount of symbolism is as varied as it is obvious. One bit of symbolism worth mentioning is the dream archetype of whether water of when water meets land. It represents the end of one journey and the start of another. Or, for the same journey, a different method must be used to continue. In either case, we are reminded that life is short. Vida brevis. That's Latin. Latin for... Uh, close the window. Brave? Oh, close the window. No. The window of life. Life is short, I think. Ah. Vida brevis. Brevis. Brevity. Brevity. Yes. Shortness. Yes. Brief. Three... The Marine in the foreground is striking in that his lips are in a slash in his face. He is either biting his lip and or showing how making war has ground all traces of humor from his visage. Both of these things representing a conveyor belt trip into the depths of the subconscious and death. Smith continues his themes by the use of color triangles and triangles in general, which draw the eye toward the overt messages while at the same time symbolizing a trilogy of covert messages. One, the trilogy. Two, the three letters MMP. And three, strength, unity, unity and camaraderie of brothers in arms. Yes. The USMC theme of Semper Fidelius leads us down the obscure path of the dead language Latin. Again, notice the theme of death. Semper Fi. Yes. Playing at the phrase... Momento mori, just like in the painting where the jungle path leads to water. Easy to miss are the subtle nuances of these marines and their dedication to Mars, the god of war. They, like Mars and Mr. Smith, are indefatigable in their pursuit of duty, devotion, and war. Indefatigable. Yes. (laughs) In conclusion, the painter has used manifold techniques to make plain the message of the futility of war, frailty of life, and the endurance of art, then slams home the ultimate point of his work. Yes. Ars longa, vida brevis. 
Ars longa. Oh, long pirate ours. R talk like a pirate day. R right. Yeah. Long ours. Long brief. Long life. Brief. Ars brief longa. Oh, what's death? Ours mean? Death is brief because it happens so fast sometimes. Well, vita brevis means long life. Ars longa. I don't know. Arr, it's like pirate talk. Arr, yeah. Stretch out I, your I arms, right? It. Okay. Wow. Wow. That was just a most amazing. Oh, it means art is long, <sighs> life is short. Ah, yes. Yeah. What a marvelous box art review. That was spectacular. Amazing. I think a lot yeah. of our listeners went to college. Yes. <laughs> I think they did. And you know what? We should do that, too, someday. (laughs) Well, thank you, Dennis, for that incredibly insightful box art review. Took us to new heights and new depths at the same time. (laughs) True. Simultaneously. There we go. We took a five-minute break, and I have no idea what it was we were doing. Um, Oh, we just finished letters. And you went upstairs and got us a beverage. I got a beverage. I thought, what the heck? I haven't had a... Uh, any alcohol for about 12, about 10 days. I'm proud of you. 10 days. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of give it a break. A Belgian, so, Belgian white blue moon. Blue moon. A nice light. Yeah. Cheers. Columbus Day, Halloween-y, thanksgiving kind of celebratory beverage. Clink. <laughs> I would have said and drink, but I was already <laughs> drinking. <laughs> Clink and drink. Yes, we want to remind everybody to... Spread the word, clink and drink. Yep. Invented. Until it becomes in worldwide usage. Yes. Which in Latin would be clinkus es drinkus. Yes. Drinkitavos. Drinkitavos. You know what time it is now? Carpe diem. Carpe tunnel syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing. (laughs) Let's seize the tunnel syndrome. Seize the tunnels. Seize the keyboard. I thought the bridges were in militarily speak. I guess you should seize the tunnels. Yeah. To shut off the train flow yeah, I think as well, you have the to. resupply of well, the, the enemy. Zom- the zombies always come through that way. They do. It would be good to seal <laughs> yeah. them off as quickly as possible. And aliens. It's like you're looking, at, you're watching the windows, and you're watching the doors. And, and they, they, come they come through, through the, the, tunnel. the tunnel. Every stinking yeah, time. Yeah, every time. hate that. And now it's time for... What's, what's in, in the box? The box. And what is in the box? We've got a good one today. Well, we had a we had a great it's one a last episode. Good one, I mean, boys and was, girls. I hope we keep getting more, more and more stuff. We got to keep buying more and more stuff. What we have here, I'll tell. Well, I'll, I'll open it up. Actually, you know, I opened this already, but I'm going to go through the motions as if I didn't. So here oh, we go. Yeah. Well, that means you'll have a quality review, unlike my review of Rising Sun. No, well, I wouldn't say that. Oh, it came in this beautiful. Package from the post office. Thank you for using the post office. Yeah. You know, I've heard that the post office has to fund its retirement fund out. Oh, sorry. You no, tore okay. the box art down. Yeah. Sorry. We're getting there. The fun, the, oh, the, the post, post office, office has what? to fund out its pension fund for the next, like, 70 years. Fund it out? What's that mean? Like they have to save enough money. Sale? Yeah, to make, sure, to make sure that it's covered. And I, I heard it was a, a ploy by certain government officials to help cause it to go bankrupt and turn it over to private interests so it can be privately run. Wow. They could. You know, they want to turn everything into privately run. Yeah. Public schools yeah. show that are bad, you know, yeah. publicize bad test scores and then cause a 
catastrophe and a panic, and then you can open up privately run charters, and then you can cut cut our tax bill way down. It's all about saving the money. Yeah, cut the taxes way down, and corporations will take over our education. I'm not System. sure what they, I'm they, not sure how good that's going to be go. for the best. Can't have these teachers unions running yeah. things. They're horrible. Got to have big corporations running it. It's better. Gee, what do you think they'll teach be you? Better capitalism. They'll teach you to buy <laughs> buy Tide and. Buy lots of or pharmaceuticals. Let's get you know the pharmaceuticals <laughs> companies don't have enough power. Let's put them in charge of schools and have them teach us science. Or that you could buy crucible of steel. Yes, that's what we that's what we got today, ladies and gentlemen. Crucible of steel from Bounding, our very dear friends at Bounding Fire Productions, Excellent. including Sam Tyson. And this is Crucible of Steel, for those of you who do not know, is a uh, module regarding in and about and around the Battle of Kursk, July 1943. So if you love tanks, if you love hard-hitting action, if you like wide-open spaces with late lots war. of shooting. Well, not real big, late war, but uh, the, yeah. big, the big tanks were out then. Big tanks were out. Oh, yeah. yeah. There were tigers out, and there were, yeah, big tanks. And uh, if you like that, you's going to love Crucible of Steel. So let's get to it. I'm actually going to go through this part, Dave. Absolutely. I'll, I'll give, give me something some to look at. Here, I'll give you... Uh, oh, I'm going to give you... I'll give you something to look at right now. Oh, Jeff, I'll give you all please. the counters. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm, I'm going to start sheets, you off the counter sheets. Uh, the counter sheets. Look at them all. I want you to wow. read the top counter sheets. One. Two, three, four, five, six, maybe seven counter sheets. Yeah. Two half sheets. Wow. Wow. Okay. And what's that first one titled? Um, this is called Oh, Blood and Jungle. Yes. Did it come with this? It came first? with Crucible of Steel. Accidentally? No. I don't think so. I so I what's what's happened here with Crucible of Steel. As you know, Bounding Fire Productions has put out a number of modules. One of them do we call them modules, I suppose? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, one of them was uh, Blood and Jungle. Yeah, which and, we reviewed and loved. And apparently there were some problems them? with some of the counters oh. in distributions of Blood and Jungle. And so with Crucible of Steel, there's a reprinting of a lot of the Blood and Jungle counters. Oh, okay. Counter sheets. Okay. So, and I was talking to Rich about this, who, and he has Blood and Jungle, and he said there was something with the, the way the ink, I don't know, wrapped around the sides, even even the sides of the counters. And so you could kind of see in a stack oh, kind of that a, that a counter, you know, was from the Blood and Jungle pack. So you might know, okay, well, that must be that one tank because we're playing a scenario <laughs> with only that one tank. Okay, well. That's, that's what I heard. That's hearsay. But getting picky, but uh, sure, why not? Take, well, sure. Yeah, I mean, as long as they're including them, I think that's great. Now, I don't own Blood and Jungle, Dave, so. I own Blood and Jungle. Would you like these counter sheets? Well, maybe so. Yeah. I would owe you some money then, or well, work I don't know. something out. You know, if I get because I, I, if oh, I were to were to buy Blood and Jungle, then we would deal with it then. But if I don't own Blood and Jungle, that doesn't do me any good to have those. True. Yeah. So I think true. you should have those. Okay. Well, for now, yes. Yeah. Okay. So you take those. So there's three, three uh, Blood and Jungle, and then what yeah, else? there's three Blood yeah. and Jungle. So so they have the unique. Well, we won't be. We talked about those. When we we did. did Blood and Jungle. Yeah, we did. We talked about it extensively. So the next counter sheet up. Oh, you're missing two vehicles, Jeff. Oh, what, before we get to that one, look through the rest of them and see if there are any others that are... Operation Cobra. Yes. 
So there's a replacement counter sheet for Operation Cobra oh. as well, which I do not own either. I, I have. have <laughs> Would you please take that then? I have You're Operation Cobra. Yeah. Oh, which we can review on the air because we should. Yeah. I, I think I do. Prosek's game shop when Charlie Prosek died. I've yeah. talked of him before. Yeah. Uh, um, he was selling off this. They were selling off the stuff like thirty percent off, and I think I grabbed Operation Cobra, mm-hmm. and that was at the time period when I was forsaking third party product. In, a, yes. in the mistaken belief that you know there's not enough time to play everything in the world, yeah, and um, grabbed it anyway, and then stuck it in the box. So I do believe we'll be breaking that out and reviewing that. Oh, on good. The okay. If I do have it there. Now I may, Remind I may that. buy that. Oh, I don't know. Maybe you'll want my copy. I probably won't. let's review it. You know what? I won't. I if you've got it, I don't need. No, nope, then I think you should have it. No, you know what? We I need think... to we need to like mesh together. You don't need to buy everything. I don't need to buy everything. But they need to bury us next to each other. I was going to say, so does, that... does this mean we're going to be lifelong friends, Jeff? Yeah, I hope so. I've never had a lifelong <laughs> friend, Jeff. <laughs> it's a beautiful moment. If you could just pause for a moment, people, you might want to just and... avert your ears <laughs> while Dave and I break down. Should we embrace? We should be lifelong friends. Well, we don't have we much should. more life to go. So yeah. Sticking together for 20 more years shouldn't be that hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, like when you meet when you're a kid and you can try and stick together, that's harder because you got a yes. whole life to go through. Right. But yeah, we should be able to pull that yeah. off. I okay. see. So now that you got to those, you can wait. Oh. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I just think it, it because I've gone through the, the magazine that comes with it, I thought it would make more sense to go through this first. So this comes with a crucible of steel magazine i uh-huh. guess I, I guess you would call it that's 42 pages long and um very good magazine first of all there's an article by chas smith which talks very briefly obviously very very briefly about the battle of kursk and what went on with that and i won't bother going into that because it's history and people <laughs> know about that but what what's more um what, what i point? what i liked about this is that they Go, they talk about the scenarios, why they picked the scenarios they did, oh. kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of an overview, mm-hmm. and things that he thinks he left out, that were left out of it, like more, he thinks there should be more scenarios for T, with T-70 tanks in them. Okay. Because in the Battle of Curse, there were a lot more T-70s than are represented by this stack of scenarios that come with this. So, well, they can publish more scenarios. Yeah, that's, that's like, oh yeah, foreshadowing for part two. Uh, and then they go into a little rationale about the boards. So and maybe we could, we should, you could look at the boards while I talk about the boards. So if you could get out the board, oh, DW two, and it comes with a nice stack of boards. DW two A, DW two B. Let's do DW. Well, A and B go together. So that's two A and B. Yeah, got them. So I these are just the, these are the standard size boards, but they they fit together. What you is see dirt, dirt, and those those are actually um, hillocks. Okay, which they they mention here only previously have only appeared in desert scenarios. Correct, desert maps, but they wanted to include them on here to to more um, accurately depict the terrain around. Kursk, which was rolling hill, a little yeah, more rolling a little more hills, step like, and yeah, yeah. kind of th- more three dimensional. They wanted to have more of that, so you will see on these boards where that there's a combination of hillocks and hills and valleys. There's valleys in there too. Yeah, right? there's some lower so we see level some valleys. 
dips, yeah. Uh, there's orchards, there's grain, there's brush. And slopes. And slopes. So you need your comp group yeah. rules for slopes. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. Quite a bit Does going on with this. Like so rolling, open rolling terrain. Yeah. So while it is, while it looks like big wide open spaces where you can take long shots, they actually, you know, you're, you're going to have a lot of situations where you're going to be hauled down or obstructed by uh, these various terrains. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I like it a lot. It, yeah. it does look different, very unique. And they use um, a slight, I guess they use a slightly modified hillock rule. They're, they're calling them European hillocks Okay. in this. So uh, next, take a look at uh, DW3. All right, 3A. 3A and 3B. And I see a village... You got three yep. B there somewhere. Oh, yeah, there you go. That air time as I was searching, I see a big hill. Now this does this go? It fits this way. Yeah, I think it fits that, that way. Yeah. Three A is on the right. Three B is on the left. Yeah. So you see a but village in the center. There's a hill there on one end, big, and on the other end, a very hill. very large uh, stream. No, that's not a large a gully. stream. A gully. Yeah. Sorry. With uh, brush around it. Yeah. So there's some wide open space on this. You can have some nice Tano tanks on the hill shooting down into the village probably, but also I'm sure that it's probably one of those actions as are, I'm guessing though, I haven't really looked at all the scenarios. I'm guessing mm-hmm. a lot of these are kind of like uh, Russians digging in and defending as the Russians did so heavily around Kursk. Fortunately yeah. for the Russians, <clears throat> they knew ahead of time because of the decoding of of messages yep. with the Enigma machine. They knew ahead of time what was coming. Yeah, they didn't have Kursk. Enigma though, did they? They didn't they have just, Enigma, but they the, had brilliant But British the British were passing them information that was and decoded. They had a brilliant spy network. I'd been reading about the Russian spy networks and oh, really? intelligence and it, it was some of the best. It was some of the best of the whole mm-hmm. war. And they totally had the Germans. Totally had them in Intel. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um then a couple of the other boards, you know, are just are just nice boards, just nice boards depicting. Some of them are are sort of like intermediary boards, which give you a lot of space um, to be shooting those tanks. Now, one the only uh, addition that they've made as far as terrain goes is something called a what do they call it? They call it a oh, I'm glad you asked, Dave. I think uh, the oh the sparse orchard. Okay, I so saw you can an orchard see that looks these. different. Yeah, it looks a little different, right? So the littler orchard treetops. This smaller. is called a sparse orchard, which and there's five and a half instead of four. Gives you the the advantage of of being a um, hindrance, but not blocking line of sight in elevation. So it's kind of like an orchard that's out of season. A short orchard. Yeah, <laughs> shorter yes. is it shorter? It's because not shorter. It doesn't block line of sight from the upper elevations. Well, as oh, because a, you, you can know, see orchard, through an orchard in full bloom blocks line of sight yeah. to higher elevations, but and these so it's it is uh, more so it's just a hindrance. further spread out trees. Yeah. right affects the shot, but yeah, you can still yeah. shoot down through them. Okay, yeah, cool. So and they thought that would um, yeah, like a yeah yeah out of season, right? Right. So that gives you know, so you still have the spaciousness of these open spaces, but not just uh, it's not just a long range. Correct. Sit back and barrage the enemy type, yeah, yeah. type thing. You got to move in and 
for your actions. Uh, a couple of other interesting things that they do in this, something called a Hexide Building. I don't know if we've seen that. Actually, they said the Hexide Building uh, came out in Beyond the Beachhead. A Hexide Building is an instance, and maybe you can find one here, Dave, is an instance where between two buildings, there's another building right on the hex spine. No, right. Does that block uh, bypass there then? Well, so, yeah, yes. So what it does is units cannot bypass through there. Now, units in adjacent hexes can shoot at each other, even though there's this building right along the hex side. Oh, okay. But um, units on along the hex spine, yeah, yes, some. like along the hex spine, cannot see each other. So you get some, some more interesting um, abilities to... Maneuver here and there, not right. expose yourself so much. Right. Yeah. You know, you're right, because you always look for those places to set up in the second row of houses behind the first row. Right. Then you fire catch a snapshot through throw or something. to the open ground. Yes. Correct. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And then um, something else they put in here are their AT ditches. Well, wait a minute. We've yeah. had AT ditches before, yes. right? I don't have any AT ditch counters. You do? No, I don't. Sure you do. And um, I don't think I do. You know where they came well, in at? I would guess they originally came in Red Barricades. Which I do not have. Okay. I have a, sp- I have a spare copy of that. You oh, can do you? have it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, the love is just flowing today. Well, I was going to sell the it on love. eBay. <laughs> but I got to dig out all the counters. Now, if you got all your Russians anyway, I could probably just grab... Some of the counters, and I won't have to match the whole set. You know how I match the whole set A to yeah. Z. Yeah. Oh, right. I wouldn't do that if if I just give you the map, the extra rule set, the box. Oh no, you'll just really? throw away the box. No, no, I'm going to keep the box. <laughs> well, that's really nice of you, Dave. Yeah, I am feeling. Sometimes. I am feeling the love. I'm... That's all I wanted. Which is the sitar. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was a Beatles tune. Yeah, no. I'm feeling the love, man. Oh, I'm going to charge you for it. Sorry. I don't know why. Wait a minute. Stop that. I like that. Just turn it down and we'll use it as background music while we continue with the um, utterly fantastic. You know, now I'm thinking I got to get me a copy of this still, you know, materialism. Uh, you do need a copy of this. Anyway, the. Um, Okay, so AT ditches came out in red barricades, I, yeah. and I thought so, but I, I don't, anyway, I don't have them. But one thing they do in this package is they introduce something called the AT ditch breach. Sorry, I couldn't do the yes. Is it yes? Yeah. It is yes. No, I asked, is it, is it yes? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh. Who? No. The who? Is it no? <laughs> yeah, I didn't pull that off properly. Okay. Yeah. So... They have an I, AT, I love AT these books they breach. put with all their stuff. I love the books they put. Yeah, the with books all their are stuff. really good. The booklets. So there's a way to get because they said you know in the in the normal rules mm-hmm. in the full rules there's no way to to breach an AT ditch and they thought that was a little unrealistic. Oh, okay. So there is a way that engineers can breach them, breach yes. it, breach them. Um, they also introduced something called the the anti mobility MMC multi man counter and um, this is a a counter, let's see here, I, I read this just one. Let me just read this. The anti-mobility MMC are the other major Russian counter edition. These were real engineer units whose primary role, oh yeah, was to hastily lay minefields. Most often this was done while out of contact with the enemy. 
and along an expected breakthrough yeah. uh, axis based on recent fighting. So these are included with this, and they can go out and they can actually lay minefields during play. Oh, or normally minefields you have to yes, set up you know, before, mm-hmm. you, before you play. Um, and additionally, they have some anti-tank type heroes that we mentioned last episode, which are like, um, that can, that have uh, advantages in Molotovs and Molotov projectors yes, to go and, out and, and that kind of thing to go yeah, out and Much take like care the Japanese, but they're... So then on, on with the magazine, there's a lot of talk about about slopes with many examples Good. Slopes about were challenging. how to play slopes. Yeah, slopes were challenging. How to play slopes with line of sight, movement, fire lanes and slopes, um, different different line of sight examples. Great, they go into great detail. So it actually can help teach you better. Yes. Then there's a nice article by Chaz Smith about dug-in and entrenched AFVs, the differences between them, why they're different, and how you might want to apply them oh, as you're playing. excellent. Because it makes a difference. Um, and also an article by Chaz Smith about fortifications. Just and in general? Like this would apply to all I, games, right? It seems right? to me, it looks like, I haven't read it yet, I'm sorry to say, but he's comparing... Um, you know, foxholes with other other kinds of fortifications. Yeah, that would apply this. to all games. So it's, so it's, it's kind of like, like a, a little journal or annual. It there, is, or, uh, yes. Uh, then there is some additional, let's see, this is this is about six pages, seven, eight mm-hmm. pages long. Oh, nine, ten, pa- 11 pages. Wow, and 12 great pages. illustrations, <laughs> all with illustrations. Yeah. That's, sometimes I read a lot of articles, I'm thinking you need more illustrations yes. than this. Yes, yeah. So that's the magazine. Very nice. Amazing. They do a great job. And then, of course, what? Did, let's see. Oh, yeah, counters. You've got the counters there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I'm staring at the cover. Now, I would not do a box art review, sorry, on this product because no. it's a photograph. It's a yeah. lovely photograph. It's a lovely photograph. With dirt flying up around a Soviet anti-tank gun facing an oncoming German Mark II, but and a nice map of the Kursk salience. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what a classic battle. What a what a classic, right. classic deal here with this big envelopment and so on and the intelligence and all. So the counter sheets, anyone I want or am I starting anyone somewhere you special? Uh, Crucible of Steel, half-inch counters. We have the SS, 5-4-A troopers. I noticed you are missing four of those. And they're printed on black, and there's four more missing in the blue. I played with them. Yep. Oh, they so you did get them. You didn't lose them. No, or they. No, I played because Rich and I played as we talked about last episode. We did play uh, one scenario from this pack. Yeah, look at that. The the one two eight at dudes. Yeah, I like it with mines and stuff. And then look at main armament fired. First fire counters. Yes. BMG fired right. counters and nice. CMG fired counters yep. and all MG fired counters now. That is also nice. Yeah, very nice. You get those kind of things a lot in LFT products where they're getting you those counters you kind of wish you had. Yes. Vehicle bypass movement along the hex side. It marks what hex side you've bypassed upon. That's handy. Yeah. Now, is that to put on your vehicle? I would think. Or, or just put in the hex, you know. Yeah, you wouldn't have to show which hex you moved through already. No. But it just maybe avoids confusion. Right. And then the... Um, Especially in tournaments. Well, no, 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 I was on that side of the yeah, hex. Yeah. So, yeah, they're great. And, of course, they have the, the artwork that's color 
color soldier depictions and yes. stuff that like Eddie would believe is a great upgrade. Yes, Eddie. <laughs> from the black Eddie and white Carlson. of the MMP, but yeah. Perry would talk about the simplicity and the beauty of the black and white, and I am attached to those original. Yeah, I, I agree. Ones. So we have the SS, the German vehicles in the in the SS black, and the same vehicles on the blue. So if you're using your blue SS uh, troopers, so you can have consistency in that. The fighter bombers, and look at look at this one. Look at the armament here. Yeah, it's got the machine guns and it's got the beer kegs. You mentioned last show. Ah, yeah. maybe vodka kegs in this case. <laughs> for the, for the, this, these are Germans. Yes. This has the, the brew kegs from yeah. Oktoberfest. Now, you may notice that some of those, um, the, and they include aircraft here, and there's... Uh, these are real aircraft. So the Junkers... Six pages. 87. Uh, of rules, and they talk about these being specifically ground attack aircraft. So if, if you see a GA after their designation in the upper right-hand corner, those means they're ground attack. Oh, yeah. Aircraft. Right. I hadn't seen that before. I see well, the so di- they're, they're fighter just, bomber, dive bomber, and right. then ground attack. Yes. Right. HS-129 plane. And then, again, these are specific. They have the camo depicted on them and yeah. so on. Yeah. As the uh, products by them do now these days, always from um, Bounding Fire. So marvelous. And uh, Sheeta Russian... Is the color looks a little off on that. It's a little Russian different. Brown, yeah, it might be a little but, different. Well, no, this is British. Oh, well, no wonder it's different. Valentine carriers. And oh, then, well, okay. And, yes, and Russian right, T-70s, right, right. too. So yeah. it must have been some Lenly stuff. Churchill's. Yeah. Right. Okay. And the and the planes. And then is this desert stuff? The Matil- Oh, this is Blood and Jungle. Oh, that's more Blood and Jungle? Okay. Also. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, and the reason why there's orchard a- hexes. Are, oh, there they are. Or counters that you can mark. So instead of overlays, you can just place these out yes. on the board. Right. Yeah. The reason why there's a couple out of there is uh, Rich borrowed those. Vehicles? Um, yes. To take to Aslock? To take to Aslock. Oh. Because he said he didn't have these in Blood and Jungle, and he's got Blood and Jungle. And he, s- he said to me, he said, do you have these counters? And I said, well, you have Blood and Jungle. He said, no, I don't. You have these counters. And I said, yeah, I've got these counters. And he said, see, I know your counters better than you do. And I thought, I'm going to smack you, Rich. <laughs> Get over here. Come over here. Well, but Rich has that superior mind that you and I he does, struggle yeah. with. He does. So, yes, he does. <laughs> he does. Such a good player. So as I mentioned, um, there are six pages here of aircraft notes on the different aircraft of Kursk. Yeah. And as you might imagine, there are some German and Russian vehicle notes. Not a lot, you know, another six pages to talk about some of the... Ooh, anti-tank you know, cluster bombs. Oh, cluster bombs. Both, I love blowing up stuff. Both Germans and Russians use various forms of cluster bombs, different from conventional bombs. Instead of impacting a large, there were numerous grenade-type bomblets discharged at a certain height. I wonder if you use those in the game, too. And, um, yeah. Oh, and you're going to like this, Dave. The vehicle notes and uh, the Russian vehicle listing for the, um, like, on the on the chart, on the chart you get with the basic game. Yeah. Oh, it has a blue sheet, It too? has a blue sheet. Now, I'm surprised they put this in. I would have thought, boy, that's probably copywritten. You can't include a blue sheet in your game unless you pay MMP some I'm bucks, thinking. baby. But they snuck it in there. Wow. 
And then there's um, just a couple sheets on stuff that I mentioned, the the AT terrain. It's in the green terrain color. Yep. Yep. And that's it. Oh, and then we move on to a big chunk of scenarios, probably 20-some scenarios here, um, which I can give to you. Now, as you can imagine... Let's look at some. It should have um, 32 that's scenarios. what I said. Yeah, that's what I said. What did I say? 32. 20-some. Yeah, 32. There's always more. 32. 140 full-color die-cut half-inch counters, 254. Yeah. I didn't count them, but I'm taking their word for it on boards, that. boards, and then, yep. Now, incidentally, you know, we want to thank, we want to take a, a second out to thank Bounding Fire, because they donated this game to us for our perusal and approval. And we certainly approve. Yeah, we're perusing and we're approving we right now. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. We're for really... keeping this show going. Yeah. And we love to review this kind of stuff. And it's great stuff, too. Now, because it's Kursk, you can imagine that uh, probably most of these scenarios are going to include some armor. So, uh, Yes. Some more than others. Although, look, I have one without. Preliminary move. Oh. By Randy Yates. Randy's still in the Prove business. Prove me wrong. Here. Once again. Yep. But you got your trenches, your pillbox, your minefield, your wire. As you said, defense, of course, that goes with the uh, Russians. And some seven planes pre-game. See special rule five. After setup and prior to the first wind change, they get seven Stukas with dive bombers. These planes immediately do a pre-game attack, all attacks. Yeah, nice, nice. Love it. Big bombing raid with airplanes. And then the infantry move in. Look at that. Great. Looks great. Uh, this is early morning action. Russians against SS Germans. This is a nice short one. It's five, five and a half turns. Um, looks like one where the Russians are digging in. They just have one AT gun. They've got five foxholes and it's like 10, 11 squads. Germans coming in with a nice Stug, the Stug three, a couple of those and some of their SS troops. You know, some of those elite uh, SS troops, well, on actually on both sides, they've got some elite troops that are uh, assault, uh, no, what is it, um, engineers. What am I trying to say? Uh-huh, with, assault engineers. The with assault the engineers, the, yes, with the DCs yeah. and the um, smoke exponent of five. Uh-huh. <sighs> I wish I could roll a five. I mean a six. No, I wish I could roll a five <laughs> or under. I usually roll six on those, but... Uh, Death roamed freely. This is a big board. Uses DW, their double size, DW1, A and B, and board 57. This is a note of caution to people. If you're going to buy Bounding Fire Productions, I kind of recommend almost that you start with their first module and work your they way build through. Up on, yeah. They kind of build on previous ones. So yeah. some of the stuff that's included in previous modules are required to play some of these scenarios. scenarios. Not all of them, yes. but some of them. Right. And it's like all it's ASL, like any, It's really. like, yeah, you're yeah. right, like all ASL. And they say that on there. They say, beware, you may need, you may not have everything you need to play these scenarios, but still. Yeah, I have Coiled to Strike scenario, uh, six tanks for Germans and a few for the Russians, but the big artillery guns, AT guns all over the place, big defensive setup here. And it's got uh, six half boards all put together. And pretty big, you know, eight and a half turns. The the Soviets, I'm looking at 33 squads. And then the Germans attacking 20, 30-something also squads coming in. So that'll be a nice big one. 
This looks like fun. Trenches in flame uses uh, trenches in flames uses their board um, N and L, which I think both are included with this pack. In this one, the Germans win a game end by controlling or eliminating all the pillboxes, and the Russians set up with three pillboxes. This just sounds like fun. Russians dig in. They've got three artillery pieces, uh, one tank, 12 trenches, some wire, and those three pillboxes. The Germans come on with two, four, six, seven tanks. And uh, let's see. Oh, and the Russian tank, oh, sets up dug in. So they are they are really dug in and holding on tight to this. This looks like a fun one. Yeah, burning down the house. Is this the one that you played? No. No. We played um, that. S- s- the, another one. <laughs> the name is escaping me. It's 15, 16, arm fighting vehicles, 17, more. Big, mobile, German force hitting a mega-entrenched Soviet force. Yeah, neat, burning down the house. Another big one. And there's small ones in here, too. Yeah. Um, Here's a pretty big one. Lots of artillery on the Russian side, lots of tanks on the German side. It's called Klein Stalingrad, which I'm sure they're talking about Dave Klein Schmidt. Am I a counter in there yet? uh, Probably. They name the whole scenario almost after. Almost. Little Klein oh. means little, yeah. and so Schmidt means little, Smith. So yeah. little Stalingrad. Little Stalingrad. Kleine Stalingrad in Latin. <laughs> yes. So this uses four boards. This is a nice big one. Uh, the Germans win a game in by controlling buildings, and uh, lots of armor on this one. Two, four, six, eight, ten. 12, 14, 16 German tanks. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Well, I guess there's a there's a half track or something right. in there. Right. A little bit some, here and there. Some vehicles then. Yeah. But, um, and the Russians set up with a couple of big artillery pieces. That 152, which Rich really, boy. Enjoyed that. When that sucker hits. Infantry? Forget about it. Or even vehicles. Because isn't it, I don't know if it has armor piercing. But it's still, it can be, yeah. Yeah. And it's, infantry, yeah. It's really deadly. Yeah. I have a hard push, BFP-79, Chaz Smith, and uh, small, six and a half turns, about a dozen squads, a couple vehicles for the Germans hitting again, 12 trenches and five pillboxes and minefields and wire and all infantry Soviet force with one AT gun. Uh, Yeah, nice, small one, and number 80, Ratushniak Sacrifice, similar. SS troopers, about a dozen, eight tanks coming in on the trenches and pillboxes and the Russians. So, you know, I, I don't think there's a whole lot of games like this. Scenarios with such good fortifications, yeah, such close to open ground terrain, as you've talked about, right. there's dips and bumps, but um, and then these vehicles coming on. Jeffrey, it's another... Spring Birds has coming sprung. into us in, in the fall. Here we go. Um, right. Yes. So, and they've got that combination of uh, you're battling out in open ground, but it's getting down to probably taking buildings, that kind of thing. Also, on a lot of yeah. the victory. Con- yeah, I haven't been yeah. looking at victory conditions, but uh, this one's all vehicles, iron coffins, oh. as you would guess. 
right? A dozen or more I like vehicles. those. I like the all all AFV scenarios. That's the one we played, Steamroller. Steamroller, yeah. as you already talked about last episode. Yes. The second belt, big two-sided again, scenario card. And here's a little one, Churchill's at Kursk. Getting those Churchill counters in 15. Churchill's against wow. 10 Panzer 3s and 4s. Is that all and armor all on that armor one? Again. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think there's a, a lot of variety in this that you don't, again, you don't get scenarios yeah. with this flavor. These right. really seem to have a different flavor than I've seen. They do, lately. yeah. You know. I've got uh, Holtley, the Holtley Contested Town. Hotly Contested by, Town? No, Holtley. Oh, yeah, oh. it's Hotly. I don't know. <laughs> Is it spelled H-O-A-T? No, <laughs> H-O-T-L-Y. You were joking. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holtley Contested Tone. Holtley. Uh, designed by Chaz. Um, so this uses boards 56 and 57. So here's one that's going outside of outside I guess of what's come. Time to interview Chaz Smith. Yeah, I think so too. If he'll, if he's he'll done be on our show. Chaz, I, email us. Yeah. And he, well, I, and I wrote him. Oh, we did? And I said, uh, you know, do you want to be on the show? And he said, yeah, can you send me a list of questions? And I said, you know, after the first question, we never follow the list of questions. Oh, we just, yeah, we it's don't. It's very organic. Can it, I say that? They're all the same questions, you know. How did you make this? When did you make this? What did you yeah. learn? How did you do that? And, um, how long have you been playing ASL? And, yeah. And it just goes. It's, it's nothing to worry about when you it flows. when you get interviewed on this show. Uh, but <laughs> lots of armor on this one, but a, but a good combination of armor. Armored and infantry on this one. I've got renewed. Oh, let's see. Did I do? No, I'm not going not gonna to go through every single one of these. No, I skipped a few on my yeah. stack, but um, yeah. In fact, I think we've gone through. And I've got another ten here, but I'm not going to go through them all. So, well, but a, but a great com. Oh, but Dave wants to go through them. <laughs> I will leave no stone What's unturned. What's flying turrets? What's that one? Oh yeah. Here, here's the other half of flying turrets. And here's here's one that's knife or, knife in the flank. It's no, it's turrets. It's got no <laughs> flying turrets. <laughs> this one's got no uh, ver, very little fortifications. And were there any with the Russian on the attack? I wonder. Yeah, this one. Yeah, sure. This one yeah. is there knife was, in the flank. Um, and flying turrets. Here's the other half of that SS. Doctor Black counters everybody. Bunch of air support and air support's easy, folks. Don't shy away from it. Really. You know, you're right, because I look pages. at these and I think, oh, I won't play this because it's got air, air in yeah, it. It's but, only two pages. Yeah, it's really not that hard, and we've, we've talked about it a little bit, though. Though this one, Flying Turrets, this is six boards, though they're, interestingly, they're laid uh, two side by side and three long. See this? Right. I have the other half of that oh, one yes. here with the, all the SS counters. Yeah. 20 and, infantry, ton O tanks, like a ton, like 20 plus. And this has uh, Russians coming on with their ground attack aircraft and plenty of support. Look at this. Look at the tanks on this one. 20, 40, 50, uh, 60. On 65 tanks. No. 65 Russian tanks. Flying turrets? Yeah. Wow. 65. I'm going to say it again. Wait a minute. 65 Russian tanks. What do you got? 
25 defending German tanks. Oh, my God. This is all SS. So when you talk about Kursk, are you sure you don't have choices as to which ones you pick? All those tanks are coming are you, on? I'm just double-checking, Jeff. Yeah, I'm just... No, you are you are correct. Yeah. Look at that. 20 T-34. This is the final scenario 40. in the pack. Now, you know, I think when people think about curse, they think, yeah, let's lay out lots of tanks. Well, this is the one. Well, here you go, folks. Yeah, here you go. Yeah. This gives you... You get your fill. Absolutely. Wonderful job. Yeah. Beautiful. So great stuff. Beautifully produced. Um, great people. And... And... Uh, you can't see it, but I printed out the errata already. Oh. And there's only page and a half. Yeah. Eh, almost. Yeah. Page and a half of errata. Not too bad. Not too bad. So great stuff. I mean, definitely worth it's a hundred and twenty dollar price tag for this, but definitely worth having. All of their stuff so far that we've looked at has been Yeah, I'm excellent. Coming a real big fan of the L F T and the Bound yeah. Fire stuff together. Yep. Uh just good, good stuff. Yeah. Well, Jeff, that was my son on the phone call that interrupted us. So, I need to go yeah. pick them up. Time for you to scamper. Time for me to scamper. All away. right. Well, everybody, thanks for listening once again. That's uh, episode 10-something or other four in the bag. Join us next time for 105. Yep. Sometime in, I'm assuming, November. Probably so. December. And until then. Roll low. And rally well. But, but not, not when, when you're, you're playing, playing us. us. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. We're going out on a song called Tank from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer from oh, back in the day. Oh, I'm an ELP fan, but I never heard of Tank. From their first album. Only kind of Tank-like. So, yeah. Doesn't like, really... like a light, airy Tank. Yeah. <laughs> One of those lightweight Tanks that you can carry around with you. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Love those guys. But I'm a big fan of uh, Progressive. Prog rock. Prog rock. As Ian Anderson would say. Yeah. <laughs>